Hey everyone, this is DJ Dan from Two Worlds Outs Radio Show. I'm so excited to be interviewing an awesome, awesome, awesome guest on the show today. His name is Bryce Woodison, and I am so excited to be interviewing him today. Um, I got to spend a week with him on a mission trip and his team, and um, it was an amazing mission trip. I had in Miami, Florida, and he is a poet, and he does poetry, and here's the interview I did with Bryce. Hey, uh, yeah, my name is Bryce Woodison. Um, uh, I do spoken word poetry, and uh, I'm interviewing uh, here with Tune the World Out radio show, DJ Dan, and I'm really excited to be doing this interview. Question I have for you, how did you get into poetry? Music. Um, and I never really knew poetry existed other than like, you know, like the English classes and stuff when we would do like poetry units. And even those, I, I liked those. Um, but I just remember even like in like late elementary and throughout middle school, I loved writing like, I guess you would call them raps. I just like liked writing raps. Um, you know, you can call them poems now, but I always liked doing that. And then I remember I was at a um, youth conference. Uh, called Winterfest. It's a, it's a youth conference they do every year in, in Gatlinburg, and I was there and I heard I heard a um, spoken word poet there. Uh, his name was David Bowden. Uh, he he did some poetry live, and it really just caught my attention. It kind of just like it was some. I, I as soon as I saw him do that live, I knew that that was something that I was, I was interested in. Um, and then, so from that point, my, my writings kind of turned from like more raps to more poetry. Um, and I started looking more into it. And then, uh, that was around 13. And then by the time I was 16, I just, I decided I, you know, I wanted to, uh, perform a spoken word poem. And so I did, I did so in my hometown and, um, and then after I, I did it once or twice, I realized this is something that's more than just kind of like a fun thing to do. I really like doing this. And then from that point on, I just I started writing a lot of a lot of poetry, um, and I started following it more, looking up more, you know, spoken word poets, um, performing more often uh, at local churches and stuff, uh, or camps and things like that in my hometown in Indiana. Um, and it, it was just a lot of fun because I realized that, uh, you know, it was something that God had gifted me with. And so I guess it wasn't just like one big thing. It was kind of a progression from, you know, rap and hip hop to, I was like writing, I was like literature in, in school. And then I saw the spoken word poetry being performed live in person. And that really caught my attention. And then from there, it kind of just progressed into more of me experimenting with it. And then, you know, um, middle, of, middle of high school, it was something I, I did all the time. I enjoyed doing, I, I wrote often. Uh, late high school, I got my own recording equipment, started recording it, um, and then I guess that's like it's kind of led to the point of where you, yeah, you did. Um, man, that's rough because I'm still I'm still pretty young, um, and I don't know if it's like really any great accomplishments. Um, I just know that like I've been blessed with a lot of awesome opportunities. Um, there's been a lot of cool. Um, a lot of cool doors that have been opened. I, you know, I got to compete in uh, some some poetry slams and stuff like that, like competitions here in Miami and things like that. Some competitive poets were a part of that. That was a lot of fun. 
Uh, I've had a lot of cool opportunities to open up for some cool people. Um, you know, the first person that comes to mind is Lavelle Crawford. Uh, he's a he's an award-winning comedian. I got to open up for him for one of his shows. Uh, there's a band called Hotel Books I've gotten to open up for. Uh, college conferences and just um, just things like that. Um, yeah. Having like my poetry used at the at Winterfest conferences. This year is the first year they're going to use uh, a video for one of my poems. You know, that was the conference I went to that kind of hooked me on poetry in the first place. And now that I'm actually, I guess, uh, kind of a part of that, it's a really special thing. But ultimately, I think, like, the coolest thing about it, like, my, the greatest accomplishment is the fact that, like, it's more than just poetry. Like, I can s- preach Jesus, um, preach my thoughts, my beliefs. My, my emotions and reach people and relate to people at the same time. Um, it's a really unique tool that I've been blessed with that I can use in a way that I wouldn't be able to use just through normal conversations. Um, and so uh, it's a really good resource, I think, that God has given me to be able to really just kind of, um, again, like, I can portray a message in a clear way and relate to people at the same time. And I I can't do that in a whole lot of other ways. And so that's, what's really unique about it. And that's what I really, I think like I I can't accomplish that in in, in a lot of other ways, but poetry is kind of what I can use to accomplish that. And and honestly, because that's what it's all about. Um, And it's really, really cool. Um, I don't think I could do that without spoken poetry. Um, I would say, um, I would say obviously David Bowden. He's a pretty well-known poet, uh, a spoken word poet, and he, he inspired. Uh, he's a poet that inspires me. Propaganda is another poet that inspired me. But honestly, I'm I get a lot of my ideas and like kind of just like thoughts of what I want to write about or like how I want to write or my style and things like that from like some pretty unorthodox like artists or bands and stuff that like, you know, when people say like, Oh, you know, who inspires you to write this or whatever, you know, a lot of times they're kind of expecting another poet or another poem or something, but it's really not. A lot of times I get ideas from like music from like Pink Floyd or like, or uh, Pink Floyd, you know, you know, they're so unique. It really wants me, it pushes me to want to make my poetry really unique. Um, there's there's artists like uh, Kid Cudi. He, he's a hip hop artist. Makes rock music now. Um, you you've heard some of his music, and it's just his his vulnerability and how kind of open he is about his life. It inspires me to want to be open about my life and my poetry. And so there's I guess it's just a wide range um, musically and, and poetry wise of people that inspire me. Uh, it's not really limited to just po- poets or or a specific genre. It's like I. I get kind of a lot of ideas from a lot of different bands and um, and musicians, and it's kind of cool how music kind of all ties together like that. Um, yeah, I didn't. Know. It really is. I liked his music; it was really good. Yeah, he's a he's a talented artist, and like whatever he does, on like whatever style he chooses to do, he's he's good with it. Um, and that, that that's what inspired it. it inspires me to kind of want to mix it up experiment with things and, and kind of try to uh, create new sounds every time instead of being kind of limited to like oh this is his sound every time he does a, a poem like you'll listen to certain poems and they may have different emotions they may have different style or they may 
they just come across come across differently. Um, and like when I listen to his music, that's what makes me want to do that. To um, collaborate with, if you have a chance to. Um, man, uh, there's like there's definitely I'd say poets that I would love to collaborate with would be uh, there's a poet named Levi the poet. Um, he, man, he's just a, he's a really really good poet. Um, I enjoy his poetry. I enjoy his his work, his projects he works on. It's just kind of like his ideology, like the way he thinks. I think it would be a lot of fun to just sit down and write up a project with him. Uh, Propaganda is another guy. Man, he's just like a he's like an activist. Uh, he's like an activist, but he uses it through like through through the microphone. And so, you know, man, he's just so good at like speaking up about what needs to be spoken up about. And I would love to just sit down and, and come up with a, a powerful message with him. I think like. It, it would be a great learning experience, and it would also be, like, really cool. Um, I think it would create, like, a, some good quality poetry or music. And then David Bowden, I think it would be cool to, to work with him um, simply because he's, he, I mean, he, I mean, he's the poet that kind of, I mean, I didn't even know other poets existed once I first heard him. I just, I just thought, oh, I guess spoken word poet, that's just what he does. I didn't even think other people did it until a little bit down the road. Uh, and then there's a guy, there's, there's a band called 21 Pilots, uh, Tyler Joseph. He's kind of like a big component for that band. And he does like, he kind of sounds like he raps, but it's kind of poetry and he's just really unique. He's kind of like a hybrid kind of guy. Um, I think Tyler Joseph would be someone I'd really want to collaborate with. Um, and I guess like all these people I'd want to work with simply because like I would get something a different experience out of all of them, whether it's like, uh, yeah, I would just get a different experience and there would be a different style of product that would be produced from working with them. Uh, but those are like, when I think of that question, like those are definitely people that come to mind, like Levi the Poet, Propaganda, David Burton, Tyler Joseph. Okay. Well, I think you cut, there's another question I have, but I think you covered it. But um, I want to know, how did you get with, um, how did you start AIM? Oh, AIM. Yeah, AIM is a program that um, I got into. You, you got to experience a little bit because you came down here in, in Miami for a week. Um, and you got to meet my teammates and the people I live with and, and the ministries we work with. But AIM, AIM is just a, it's a, two, it's a two-year missions program. And... Um, it, you, you spend eight months in Texas where you take classes with your with a class of people, and then you get teamed up and you go into a mission field where you intern under a current missionary there, and you work with the ministries and you try to uh, do mission work, whether it's foreign or domestic. And I guess what really got me into it was I had graduated high school and I was almost done with my first semester of college, and um, I remember just not being satisfied with what I was doing. I, I, I didn't really, I grew up going to the church. Uh, I grew up in the church with godly parents, faithful household, household and all that stuff. I didn't really follow God that well in high school. Uh, I didn't really have a good relationship with him. Uh, but once I graduated, that kind of changed. I started kind of like, that just became a priority of mine. Um, and I started really thinking more about like my relationship with God. And so by the time I was like done with my first semester of college, I didn't really, I wasn't really satisfied with where I was at. I was going to school for 
speech and language pathology. Um, and I was just, I just remember sitting down and be like, man, is this really what I want to do with my life? Like, I don't really think this is what I want to do. Like, what do I want to do? And I, I really started thinking like, do I want to transfer school? Do I want to go to a Christian school? Do I need to switch my major? Like, what do I need to do? Um, and Rusty, the guy that you work with, uh, the guy that, you know, he's at Delaware right now, yeah, Rusty Jordan, he, um, he was actually the, uh, youth minister at my church at the, at the time. And I, I had just recently worked with him that previous summer and he, and me and him, I'd grown in a close relationship. Um, and he had just mentioned to me, hey, there's this place called AIM. You know, maybe you should think about doing that. And I didn't really know much about it at the time. I kind of just blew it off because I'd, I'd never heard of it. And so yeah. I was like, ah, I don't know about that. Um, but he kept kind of bringing it up, bringing it up, bringing it up. You know how Rusty is. He just brings it up, brings yeah. it up, brings it up. Uh, yeah. But it was, for, it was for a good reason. And so I, I finally decided to, like, look into it. And I realized I had known some people growing up that had gone to it, and I just never knew it. So I called them, and I talked to them what they had gotten from it and how if they benefited from it everybody I called and talked to all benefited from it I said that it really helped equip them uh, with their biblical knowledge with building relationship their communication skills um, just being able to meet friends build relationships um, and it was just a big blessing in their lives so I was like man like you know this is a great opportunity to get to travel to get to do some things meet some cool people um, but at the same time, be equipped and rooted in my relationship with God. And at that time in my life, that was kind of what my priority was, is because I hadn't been doing that throughout high school. And yeah. now that I had kind of, you know, I guess what you could say is found God, uh, I really wanted to make sure that's what I was doing. And I didn't feel like that was being accomplished where I was at. And so I really, uh, after just evaluating like different options and stuff, I, I realized the aim uh, the Adventures in Missions program is the best option for me at the time to accomplish that, to build a relationship with God and to meet others in the process and to get to do some cool things and to get to be used by God uh, the way I felt like I wasn't being used where I was at. Um, and so I think it, it was a long process again, but I think, and it definitely hasn't been a disappointment. Um, I wouldn't be where I'm at now. I wouldn't be living where I'm at now. I wouldn't have my best friends. Um, I wouldn't be as I wouldn't even be able to do this interview. I wouldn't have the social skills, the communication skills. I would be a lot shyer, which isn't a bad thing. But it really just pushes you to grow in ways that you're not strong in, and uh, it's really grown me uh, in a way that you know I wouldn't have grown if I would have stayed where I was at. Um, and so, and the, yeah, that's the Adventures in Missions program. It's just a, it's a two-year missions program out of Lubbock, Texas, and then they they send people all, all around the world. And, and I have friends now that live in Brazil. I have friends in Ireland. Um, I wouldn't have met my girlfriend if I hadn't gone there. Um, uh, and, you know, so everywhere I'm at now, the, the blessings I have now, I wouldn't have experienced these things if I had chosen to go to the AIM program. And so it's been a big blessing in my life, and I definitely haven't regretted it. It's equipped me to move forward with my life when it's over um, and to be successful in what I want to do. Um, and so it's definitely been a blessing. Behind the um, Winter and Spring album. album I just finished, um, and it, it's set to release February 17th. Uh, it's Winter to Spring. And I, I wrote the album, and the, the name Winter to Spring, it kind of, it's a, it's a two-part album. And, and what I mean by that is part of it is it, it, 
it, it's represented by the winter side of the title, and then the other half is represented by the spring side of the title. And so winter represents, you know, this kind of like cold, it's hard, it's, you know, when you think of winter, you think of like dead trees, uh, dead grass, everything's kind of dead, it's cold, it's, it's, uh, it's just shriveled up, it's not, um, there's no life in winter. Um, and, and that's what it kind of represents, that side of the, the album represents that in my life, the struggles, some of my addictions, um, things that, you know, that I've just wrestled with throughout my life, things that are really, really kind of cold, hopeless, uh, and just depressed. It's a really kind of a, it's kind of a darker, uh, twisted, more depressed side of me. And it's the vulnerable, you know, there's, it's very, very vulnerable. Um, and then the spring represents the hope and kind of growth opportunity and just kind of the redemption of my life. Um, it gives a lot of insight on kind of like, uh, my life throughout high school, uh, for four or so years, um, and kind of where I was at and then where kind of God has brought me since then. Um, and it's crazy because in my life it, it was, it, it was such a quick change. Um, but the things that are described on the winter side of the album felt like yesterday. And so it's just amazing to realize that like I can, that God can bring someone from winter, from a winter season in their life to a spring season in their life in, in almost a blink of an eye. Um, even though it took a lot longer than that, there's been a lot in between then. Um, but the meaning behind the name is just, uh, I got it from, the, there's a Bible verse in Colossians chapter 1, verse 13 through 14. It says, He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of His beloved Son. And we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And so it just it's, it's the whole idea from going from A to B, from going from one point to another point, from being... Hopeless to having hope, from from being sad to having joy, from being depressed to having happiness. Um, and so half of the album is just kind of dark, twisted, depressed, kind of demented. And then the other half is just like full of energy, joy, excitement, purpose, and just a lot of, uh, a lot of growth and just opportunity. Um, and I really wanted to do that because I know there's people out there that are in one spectrum of those. It, their life fits into one of those categories. Um, and so it's going to relate to a, you know, a group of people, regardless of who's listening to it. Um, cause I know there's people that have been where I've been. I know there's people that have, are, are at, are where I'm at now. Um, and I want to relate to both of them because the people that are kind of experiencing a winter in their life, they, they sometimes you don't know that the spring is right around the corner. Um, and it really is right around the corner. That's true. Spring is. Yeah. Spring, spring is around the corner. Yeah, it is. And, it, and that's the thing. I wanted to use kind of the symbolism of, of seasons to represent it because um, it kind of just, you know, people believe different things. But I know that it was, it was God that kind of brought me from the winter to spring. Um, and it felt, when I was in the winter, it felt like for, forever, right? But now it's, it's past and, I'm, and, and, and spring is here. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing because... Looking back at it, um, I can impre- I can appreciate uh, more where I'm at now because I can look back and just kind of remember uh, where I was at in life, kind of what I was struggling with, certain things and stuff. And it's just really cool because I can really appreciate and hold on to where I'm at now. Um, 
and and not necessarily want to go back. Um, and that's my hope. So you know, if someone's in the spring place in their life, I want them to be able to take a trip down memory lane and realize, wow, like where I'm at now is so beautiful. I don't want to go back. Or people who are in winter season in their life, they can look at it and be like, wow. You know, they listen to the first half of the album and be like, this guy's just like me. And then they listen to the second half and be like, wow, what does he have that I want, that I want so badly? Because we all want satisfaction. We all want joy. We all want happiness. We want hope. We want uh, opportunity. And a lot of times people don't feel like they have it, but it's really right there in front of them. So that's what this album's about. That's kind of the meaning behind the name. And the, the cover art's really cool. It's a it's a tree, and it's a it's a winter tree at the roots, and then it, it, it's coming up, and it's still a winter tree. But then from the winter tree, it's blooming into a spring tree. So it's a spring tree on top. Then as it works its way down, it's a winter tree. Um, and so it, it represents the idea of going from winter to spring. Um, and so that's the meaning behind the, the, the name of the album. So how many? Um like tracks are on this on this album um there's gonna be there's 16 there's 16 tracks on the album uh there's an intro and outro and then in between, there's 14 full poems in between um and the first half of the album is completely new none of these have been released before um they're gonna be completely new there's a couple pieces uh near the end of the album that i've released beforehand before the album was released um but they're remastered i've remastered them uh and they have a new sound to them and they're and they're a lot more clear and they're a lot better quality uh but they really just kind of fit the idea and they fit the theme of the project and so i i felt like it was it was necessary to put those in there but there'll be there'll be 16 total tracks on the album uh and there's it's an over it's over 60 minutes of music oh that's cool so you have any shows coming up that you were saying um, yeah, um, there's actually, I actually might go into an open mic tonight. Uh, there's open mics every Friday night, um, here in Miami. Um, but then shows, I guess show wise, uh, February 17th through the 19th, uh, there's the Winterfest conferences. And again, that's just a conference that happens every year in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a youth conference. It's a huge, huge conference. There's like 10,000, 12,000 teens there. Um, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be there. Um, a video that was made for one of my poems that's on the album is gonna be played at the conference um, throughout the weekend, and uh, I'll be there and I'll have a booth and I'll be selling my album and I'll just be meeting people and I'll be selling some other stuff and I'll just be trying to promote uh, my poetry while there. But it's really cool because uh, this is the first time I've ever really worked with Winterfest and this is the first time I've ever kind of played a role um, in the conference and it's just super humbling because. No, I, I, you know, when I was little, I used to go to these things and uh, to the same conference. So it's really cool. Um, I'm going to get to, you know, meet up and talk with uh, uh, David Bowden. You know, he's another, he's a poet that I mentioned earlier, kind of got me into poetry. Uh, he, he'll be there as well, and it'll be really cool because I'll get to talk to him. And just um, uh, my family will be there. I'll get to see my family. Uh, so that's a show on February 17th through the 19th. It's kind of like a weekend event. Um, I'll be there, and then um, on March, no, in the last weekend of February, the very last weekend of February, there's a, uh, a kind of like a camping conference um, yeah. here in the Everglades. Uh, actually, you know, the people that you worked with when you were down here, we're going to go, and there's going to be some other people that I go to. 
Uh, we're going to take them out there, and then I'll, I'll be teaching. I'll be speaking there. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to do any poetry, but I'll be speaking um, at that conference. And then the last weekend of March, that we, it's March 31st, April 2nd, I'll be at um, the I'll be at the sunshine. The, what, what is it? The sunshine um, college slash like young pro conference it's an annual thing they do every year it's a it's a there's a there's a college ministry kind of like how it is in delaware with rusty yeah. here in florida and they and throughout the year they stop off in different places in florida and they do these conferences and stuff like um there was one in in, in coco beach there's been one in panama and now they're doing one in high springs uh that's on march 31st to april 2nd i'll be there uh and i think i'm gonna perform like three or four poems there um and i'll be selling my album there as well um, and those are like shows and events that are coming up. Um, uh, but like, as far as like things coming up, I'm working on a new project. Um, I'm working on an EP right now since the album is finished. Uh, I can't really say too much about it. I, I have a couple pieces finished, but I can't say too much about that. And then, um, there'll be some videos coming out of some of my poems on the album. So uh, in the next month or so, there will be a video that's going to be released. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a visual for one of my poems on the album. And each month, I'm going to try to release uh, a visual for a poem on the album. So there should be a video for five, six, seven, eight of my poems um, on the album. And it will kind of give people more of like a, a visual perspective of the album and stuff. And hopefully I can get it, you know, enhance the message through that um, so, um, yeah, those are, those are kind of like the events that are coming up. Um, but that sounds exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. I've, I've only done one video before this and, and tomorrow I'm actually recording the video, uh, for one of the poems I'm going to release in like a month from now. Um, but it's exciting because each month I'm going to have the chance to record a video for a poem. Uh, I'm super excited about the February, you know, Winterfest conference is like a big thing. That's like a really big event. Um, and God has been really good. And it's just crazy how God works. The fact that I was introduced to spoken word poetry there uh, seven or eight years ago. I was, you know, 13. Um, and now, you know, I'm a part of it even in the slightest way. I know it's, it's, it's only a video being played there. But um, it's just really humbling because, like, it's cool that I'm able to be a part of that now. Uh, I never would have thought in a million years. If you'd have told me that four or five years ago. I would not have believed that. Um, so I'm really, that's actually, I'm really, really excited about that. Um, I really am. Who does, who's uh, filming the video for you? Um, there's a guy, uh, there's some couple guys. Um, the video that I'm, I'm getting recorded tomorrow uh, evening, I'm going to be in Miami uh, recording a video. Um, and there's going to, it's a, it's a videographer. Um, his name is Joel Davis. Um, he's actually a member of uh, the Christian hip hop group Surf Gang. Um, it's actually a really well known, like, you know, Christian group, Christian hip hop group uh, here in like uh, the Miami area. Not only Miami area, uh, kind of just like across America. Like they're pretty well known. But he also does videography, and so he's gonna be shooting that video. Uh, for me tomorrow, he he was the one that did the video two paths. Uh, you shared it, I think, once on Facebook, oh. but it's on my YouTube channel. Um, two paths. Uh, there, there's a it's a music video for that. He did that video as well. He's gonna be doing another video for me. And there's another guy in a couple weeks that I'm gonna do a video with. Um, 
His name is uh, his name is Quan Adderley. We call him Preach. That's just kind of like his name. He's just we just call him Preach. Uh, he's a really cool guy. Uh, he's a good man of God. Uh, great husband. I've gotten to talk to him. He kind of worked with me a little bit on that first video I did with, with Joel. Um, but um, he's kind of doing videos on his own now, and so it's really cool because I'm going to get to meet up with him again and talk with him. It's going to be fun to like really do a project with him. I'm really excited about that. And then those the, the, those are the two videos I know who's recording them, uh, Juan and Joel. But um, those are kind of the two guys I know of that I work with a lot when it comes to videos and stuff who I'll be working with moving forward probably um, over the next couple months. Man, uh, my album, Winter to Spring, is going to be on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Um, it's going to be on pretty much any major online distributor. Um, uh, on February 17th, uh, you can get it by CD. But to listen to the poetry that I have out currently, I'm on Bandcamp, uh, BriceWoodison.BandCamp.com. Uh, you can find me on, on Twitter, uh, at BW Poetry. You can find me on Facebook, just facebook.com slash Bryce Woodison. Um, on Instagram, my name is just Bryce Woodison, B-R-Y-C-E-W-O-O-D-A-S-O-N. Um, and then on YouTube, you can just look up Bryce Woodison Poetry, uh, B-R-Y-C-E-W-O-O-D-A-S-O-N. Um, I don't go by a stage name or anything. I just go by my name. Um, and so, yeah, if you, on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, and then on the 17th on, on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and then whatever whatever music super you use, uh, it should you should be able to find me. Um, CD Baby, stuff like that. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything else. Yeah, the main stuff is just YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, and SoundCloud, SoundCloud as well. Gotcha. Thank you so much for doing this interview with me. Yeah, man, this is my first interview I've ever done. It's super oh. cool. It's super cool because I got to meet you in person and hang out with you for a week. So it's cool to like get to talk to you and like when I heard you did interviews and stuff, like I was like, man, that's super cool. Like I wonder if he's like in the back of my head before I got to know you. It's like I wonder if he's ever done like an interview with a poet. So I was like, oh well, you're the first. That's awesome. I have two new tracks from the new upcoming album. The first track is called Mess to Message. So here it is. Check it out. Only on Tune World Down to Radio Show. Mess to Message. Mess to Message. Mess to Message. From the beginning of our existence, we have created messes. Addicted to recklessness because we are so restless. The capacity of sin within a human will leave you breathless. <sighs> Nonetheless, I believe in a God that turns our mess into a message. We are the consistency of hypocrisy, spiritual adultery, mockery, claiming to trust in God, yet we act so solemnly, calling others to die to themselves, yet we can't even love who we are following. While this world is swallowing, this sin-filled capsule, this deathly pill, us Christians sit still in our bellies, we fill, and just food without chewing, call for action without doing, it's a mess, how Christ's own body isn't even moving. 
You see, we create alcoholics and drug addictions, idolatry and false convictions. We create a culture of indifference. We put more trust in our self-made factionalism than we do in our spiritual realism. We create a culture of Christianity that could be mistaken for moralistic atheism. Abortions outnumber the births. Social status is put over spiritual worth. Our fingers are filthy. We're living in dirt. We have twisted love so much. We love when love hurts. You see, we seek self-pleasure and a self-image we seek. Day by day and week by week, we reap without sowing, live without growing, hear without learning, believe without discerning. God's stomach is churning, reliving the crucifixion over and over again and again spitting in his face after he called us sinners his friends see we have missed the point since our sinful beginning we are used to this dysfunctional living look at the mess we have made lying in ruins while we continue to ruin sin is creeping at our doorstep and evil is brewing out of our mouths garbage is spewing we were given a savior so what are we doing Abandoning, forsaking our duties, stealing and looting, taking and never producing. Look at the mess we have made. We go to war with our enemies while God befriends his. Due to that truth, I know God turns our mess into a message. That message is called Jesus Christ, the good news, the gospel. He perceived us troubled children as ill-stricken orphans, made himself flesh so we would suffer no longer. This message can only come from a merciful Father. So those who are addicted to wandering, addicted to enslavement, whose feet are stuck in the pavement, who know nothing of his holy and spiritual payments, pack your bags and drop your pennies, embrace his death and collect your living, practice his love and start forgiving, empty yourself and he will fill you plenty. He will use you if you are willing. He will use you for his glory. So assist him in salvation. Make his message our declaration, a proclamation, association, our denomination. Immerse yourself into his forgiveness. Our mess is colossal, but his message is glorious. It is relentless, unified nations, ethnicities, and all pigments crucified, all sin, evil, and legalistic religions. Saw spiritual criminals in pardon. Parted us from sin like he parted the waters. Took on sin so it could rain no longer. I said it before and I say it again. I believe in a God that turns our mess into a message. Yeah, it's on. Yeah, this, this, this poem is just going to be about my redemption story and the struggle and the beauty of the struggle and how it's a beautiful thing that God can take someone who's nothing and make him...
make him beautiful in his eyes. You know, Jesus saved my life. And there's, there's people who were searching for the same things I was, searching for some type of savior and the same substances or lifestyle choices. And, and I just wish they would consider Jesus because my desires are different. My, the way I see my life, the way I see others, the way I think has completely changed. It's a beautiful thing. Let me tell you a story. A story of shame, weakness, and vulnerability. Dysfunctional inwardly despite a strong home stability. As a son, I was both disconnected and a liability. And as a brother to Drew and Sydney, my example was that of futility. I was absent to say the least. Only home a few days during those summer weeks. So focused on me and myself, every night was a red eye forgetting about my spiritual health. Outwardly, I appeared to be thriving when reality knew I was hiding the struggle from society as I was spiritually dying. While God kept trying and trying to remind me, the fact still remained that I couldn't even find me. My head used to pound from the fear of death. I had given everything to recklessness, got high for the relief of burdens, and ended up with more stress. I was depressed. With nothing left, I got caught up in the nothing of nothingness. Empty relations, all built on sexual foundations, all for the reason of being fixated on filling my dissatisfactions. Laugh and smile as good and evil clashes. I was locked away in the basement, left to lament. Stuck in the shadows, my past do I ever resent? How my family, but more importantly my God, I failed to represent. I was a reflection of dysfunction, but oh how it was beautiful. My Lord God rescued me from the eternal funeral. He's the lifter of my head. I wanted happiness, but he gave me peace, joy, and Jesus instead. I should have been dead, but instead I've been resurrected. Now when the accuser lists my past, my Savior will say he doesn't recollect it. Welcome the wilderness. Blind eyes will see, the deaf will hear, and the mute will speak. From this desert a pool will spring. Oh, you wanderers, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Walk this highway paved by Yahweh. Give up your wilderness mentality and accept his spiritual reality. Walk this highway of holiness and follow the Lord who is the holiest. Stop the resisting and start the listening. You're slowly killing yourself. And no amount of shade that is obtained from the pursuit of wealth can shade you from the realities of hell. This narrative has already been written, and the author is begging you to be enlisted. This is our sublime redemption. <laughs>